Thank you, Brother Brent, for the, just the efficiency of time. Bishop, thank you for praying over the service. Really appreciate it. I want to move forward today. For my, my text is in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 32. And I was really wondering. I was thinking the same thing, Brother Brent. Lord, where are you? I, wake, I woke up this morning looking for you, and I, he's like, I just have to trust him. And he gave me some confirmation in your message, Brother Brent. So thank you very much for preaching the word of God and following his, his message and his voice. But Genesis chapter 25, verse 32 Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what, sh what profit shall this birthright do to me? You may be seated. I know today we, we talk about a lot of things, and uh, the, what I want to talk to you today, the title that I wanted you to bring to you is, What Can I Buy Today? What Can I Buy Today? And talking about uh, the, one of the most highly controversial things, if you want to get a conversation started, you start talking about the gasoline price. It's like you start thinking about it. It's like we're starting to, my wife and I are trying to discuss, like, this is expensive. We're going to have to relook at our budget. We're going to have to look at how we do things. And we got to make a plan when we need to go run errands. We got to do so many things because the effect that this price has put on our, all of our budgets. So it's, you know, you, you have to make it an intentional activity. You can't just kind of take a, go for a leisurely drive out into the hill country. So uh, there's some things you, you got to consider. Now, I'm in the oil and gas industry, so this is kind of in my, in my backyard. Uh, people, I want you to understand that there are so many things that come out of a barrel of oil. And uh, about 20% of that is, uh, well, let's see, uh, about 20% of it is gasoline, which is about 12 gallons, and about 20 gallons of diesel. The rest of it is for other things. So when you understand that there's, uh, you know, the price of a barrel of oil goes up, it doesn't just affect the gasoline price. It affects everything you buy, your groceries. Medical supplies. Brother Means, all of the stuff you used, used in the hospital, it was made out of plastic? I'm just saying. All right, but uh, what I wanted to talk to us about today is there is a um, thing that we, we do a lot, and it, we take it for granted. It's, we all do transactions. We all make purchases. And so what I want to talk about is there is some specific uh, differences between different transactions, and I want to make sure we're aware of it. Uh, there isn't a transaction, and without a transaction, you have to have an agreed price. You have to have an agreement. Uh, it used to, about, what, less than 100 years ago, the contract to be an agreement was just a handshake. Now, Josh is learning all about purchase contracts. They're, like, hideous. They're horrible. They're, they're 100, you know, they could be as thick as a book. Uh, and it's just the contracts that I'm, I'm, I work with are, are difficult. But when you have a transaction, it's, it's, a, it's a word in the, in the Greek that I went and looked up for the word for purchase. And I will not attempt to pronounce it in Greek because it's just not, not in my vernacular. So uh, it denotes a payment of price to acquire, 
to make, uh, to, to, buy, to acquire by any means, to make or to remain over, to reserve, uh, to make, to remain to oneself, to preserve for oneself, to get oneself a purchase. And one of the oldest forms of communication in, in the world is trade, commerce, things that we do to make a transaction. It's how the human race has survived for thousands of years. You know, not everybody has to grow and make everything we, we produce. You, you go and you trade with somebody else. And there's, for, there's, examples, in the, there's examples of transactions in the Bible. Uh, one of the most popular is one I just kind of read my text from is Jacob and Esau. He traded his birthright. And then there's a transaction of Judas and the 30 pieces of silver. And the conf- you see the consequences of that transaction. The similarity is that most value, the most valuable thing that we, we consider was deemed less valuable because of the circumstance. And now I would just, and if we can get a place, get to a place where the most valuable thing to possess is less valuable because of the circumstances, it makes the situation that much easier to sell or to depart with the thing that is truly most valuable. And so the big question is, what's most valuable? And it's kind of, it can be suggested. I mean, it could be uh, a different for everybody else because uh, so what is the most valuable thing? Is it love? Uh, is, it the fa- is it your family? Is it survival? Is it our salvation? Or could it be just the truth? So when I started looking in the Word of God, the scripture that came to my mind was, was Proverbs 23 and 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. And in John 14 and 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So that transaction just just gets a little bit closer to home, so we kind of understand where we're going. But now we live in a state in in a time uh, in in this current age uh, where everybody, we lived uh, just day by day. And we notice that the things that are important to the people in the United States of America is they're, they're trading uh, or they're in a transaction for something that seems more important. People are surrendering their God-given liberty and rights, and they're selling it for the security of men. So where did this, frame, frame of, this mindset come from? And how did we get to this point? When did people stop pursuing what we call happiness and begin pursuing security? There's a transaction. Some examples, uh, you know, the things that we do. uh, I know uh, all the hard work that a lot of the educators do. And you can't, I just really feel, feel almost sorry for some of the teachers that some of the things they have to endure. But education is necessary. Do parents still share their knowledge and wisdom with their children? Many people believe they don't have to teach their children right from wrong. They put that in the hands of the schools. That's a pretty heavy weight to carry, isn't it, Sister Hannah? 
We don't have to read to our children. We just let them watch the movie. It's rated G. And in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 19, and ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down and when thou risest up. We look at the economy and the world that, that works through, uh, they depend on the government programs. They, they depend on anything that, that they can get for free. And, and there was a quote that really came to my mind that kind of hit home. The quote is by an author, Michael Hoff. He says, uh, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. And good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. So we see where we're at in this, this uh, generation of transactions. And in our time, we look at time. Uh, how many of you here, your time's valuable? We don't, I don't have a lot of goof-off time. I just don't. And uh, I try to take some time to rest, if my wife will let me do it. But uh, in the convenience there is, seems to be that uh, people like to see an efficiency of an itinerary and an agenda, and somehow that spirit of time management has snuck its way into the church. And now they have got to the place where uh, it's, they, they've substituted that efficient agenda for the move of God. So we've got to make sure we're leaving time for God so we don't let that part of that transaction, we don't want to trade Make that kind of transaction in the house of God. Be careful because all you have, it's, it's, it is so important today to value our time in the house of God and not be in a hurry and, and just being able to let God move like Pastor Ruth spoke this morning. I, that is so valuable. And just a personal note, just the things that I deal with, I'm starting to notice in my day by day that I get busier and busier my calendar gets full, and then I get to the point where it's like I've got meetings and there's things that need to be done, and then I started thinking, is this a spiritual attack? My boss always told me, he says, Michael, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So I have to be aware and careful that what I say yes to, right, Brother Brent? Because sometimes we need to work with no. And then the, we're looking at the, uh, you know, if the adversary can only get us to exchange the value of one thing in our life, he, it will just makes it easier for him to sell us something else so we can replace something that's important with something else that's less important. It could be our time, our spouse, our children, your prayer life, your relationship with Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 13, 44, 46, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hid in a field, which when a man hath found, he hath hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all he has, and buyeth that field. See the transaction? What's important to you today? And Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the price for us with his blood on Calvary's cross. He, we have... Uh, been purchased 
from the human marketplace of sin. He did not only redeem us from sin, but he also set us free so we're able to choose who we serve. In Luke chapter 16 and 13, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or the love of money. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 18, being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Others may trade their relationship and burden for a lighter load or a shorter path. You can't do that with the truth. Because when you, you look at the people that are, were gathered on the day of Pentecost when the people were all in the upper room and the Holy Ghost had already fell, and they were pricked in their hearts, and he said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the removal of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's a transaction. Jesus gave us, gave everything. He gave everything that we, we need. And we, if we accept that transaction, if we take it and hold it dear to us, we have to ask that question in our own self. Church, this truth is not for sale. We are, in a, we are thankful for a man of God that holds this truth dear. This word is sacred to us. We cannot jeopardize this word. We cannot let it go. We cannot back up. We have to hold on to the word of God.